tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is the talk of Tampa Bay. Welcome to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. It's 7.06, and unfortunately, you're stuck with Jack Harris as Ryan takes a little time off, but. Fortunately, we've got Dana McKay here with us and James Berlander here with us, as usual. And you can join us, too, at 800-969-9352 if there's something you would like to talk about. Um, We've got our look at what's happening here presented by Creative Planning. We're going to be having Sharon Gadbois. Am I pronouncing that right? I think so. We're going to have to ask her when she comes in. <laughs> Make sure we're getting it right. Yeah, Sharon Godbois, I think. Uh, but she is with the Small Business Administration, and they've got a Hurricane Ian relief funding program going on. And you uh, certainly, if you were one of the victims of Ian from the standpoint of property damage and things, you want to hear about this. And my old buddy Rock Riley uh, is going to be joining us here. Um, does a podcast, but he's a sports reporter and been doing sports around here for a long, long time now. So that's a couple of things happening. And a little later on, Sharon Wynn, Tampa Bay Times reporter, about what all is going on this weekend. As we get nearer to Christmas, of course, there's a lot of stuff going on and so you many hear about holiday it. events huh so many holiday events oh, yeah yeah for sure tons of them going on here um the new marquette law school poll national survey that was released yesterday shows that support has grown for uh florida governor Ron DeSantis to run for president and it even shows him tied with President Joe Biden in a hypothetical 2024 matchup. Wow. I mean, he's Ron DeSantis is very popular, not just in Florida, but throughout the country. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah, this survey was taken all over the country. Um, it's got all kinds of details on this. And it was conducted in late November included a thousand four adults nationwide and we got the margin of error here and all that but the republican subsample has well the margin of error and everything but researchers also interviewed polled individuals in january march and september asking who they'd vote for in 2024 if the election was today and in the latest round both DeSantis and Biden got 42% of the support. But uh, since January, the support for DeSantis has grown, while support for Biden has remained pretty much stable. And also asked whether people would vote for Biden or former President Donald Trump. 
And believe it or not, Biden led in that 44 to 34. However, 23% said they would prefer not to vote or to vote for somebody else. Okay. Not looking good for Trump right now. (laughs) No, it's really not. uh, As for the party lines, both Republicans and Democrats are divided when it comes to having Trump or Biden as the nominee for 2024. And of the group of Republicans and independents who lean Republican, 55% said they would like to see Trump run in 2024, but 45% said they wouldn't like him to run. So, and they say the his popularity has been dropping considerably here. Among the same group, 68% hold a favorable view of DeSantis and unfavorable 10% and 22% don't know. But anyway, DeSantis is looking more and more like he will be the guy. And I could never understand why Trump didn't say and didn't ask DeSantis to become his vice presidential candidate. You know, I think for as many good things as some people believe that Trump did, his ego is going to prevent him from doing that. He now sees Ron DeSantis as a threat, and he's oh, yeah. not not going to embrace him. His ego is, and I think that's why a lot of people, you know, are going to shift their focus because Ron DeSantis is a lot more polished. He he doesn't go on these crazy tirade rants. Yeah, and the uh, irony is that. Trump helped get him elected as governor. Right, yeah, and now four years uh, ago. And and he might regret that. Yep. It's seven eleven and time to check in with John Thomas in traffic. EF two three three. Can't stay in the car? Take the Ryan Gorman show with you on the free iHeartRadio app. Now more of the Ryan Gorman show on News Radio WFLA. It is seven fifteen on the show here this morning and we've got reed shepherd in here with us now with the big stories going on well jack i think the big story around here locally i think the thing everybody's going to be talking about today is uh, tampa police chief mary o'connor she is in a bit of hot water after the release of body cam video and the incident in pinellas county last month now she and her husband were out uh in a golf cart in a uh, uh, golf car in a, uh, in a neighborhood near Oldsmar, when a deputy noticed it didn't have a tag, she flashed her badge and said, "I'm the police chief in Tampa. Maybe you can just let us off this time." And uh, <laughs> then she gave the deputy her card and said, "Call me if you need anything." Uh, Mayor Jane Castor says the behavior is unacceptable. O'Connor has apologized, said she'll pay whatever fine is required, and is asking for a disciplinary hearing. So the question is, you know, how serious an issue is this? Well, for the police chief, it's probably more of a, a political thing than it is a legal thing. Okay, and you also have to take into account a lot of people are also bringing this up as well. Again, her arrest in 1995 when she was a very young officer uh, for for assault on a police officer. It's. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, she, it, it was bad judgment, and she said, yeah, it was. Yep. I got a feeling she's going to resign before anything further happens. Mm, I doubt it, but she may take, she may be asked to take a week off or something like that without pay or something like that. That's, yeah. That may be more the, the direction we may be going here. 
And, of course, Mayor Castor used to be the police chief. So yes, she did. She's well aware of the position and and uh, all of the other things surrounding it. Yeah, and she says it's unacceptable. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, no one is above the law on anything, and she's going to go through the disciplinary process. So, Well, the Senate is approving legislation to avert a rail strike. We were talking about this uh, yesterday as well. Chamber voted 80 to 15 in favor of the bill. It was passed Wednesday by the House. Uh, it now goes to President Biden for his signature. Uh, the president has been telling reporters that a strike would have, ta- uh, would have triggered a nationwide recession. Oh, it very well could have, and it would have impacted every man, woman, and child. I mean, uh, this thing is is critical. I'm just wondering who the 15 were that voted against it. And you got to think, why is that? Hard to say. Probably, if I had to guess, I would say hardline Republicans would be the one who voted against it, uh, not wanting to get involved in that kind of a labor dispute or anything like that. That would be my guess. But specifically, I can't say that I know for sure. Yeah, the union a little surprised that Democrats have gone against them. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had this. This is kind of interesting. We got a ten o'clock deadline this morning for developers to turn in their vision for the Tropicana Field redevelopment. Uh, St. Pete Mayor Ken Welch has said he hopes to pick a developer for the site uh, by the end of the year. And also, kind of interesting caught my eye when it came in uh, on the email the other day. Sugar Hill Community Partners is one of the firms hoping to get the job, and they plan to meet with reporters this morning to talk about their plans for the gas plant district. Now, again, that's despite the fact that Ken Welch hasn't picked a developer yet. Yeah. wonder what their plans are. Have they talked about that publicly? They were uh, part of the... Um, uh, redevelopment efforts that Mayor Kreisman uh, had uh, had put into play when he was still in office, and it's it's a very comprehensive uh, type of thing. You know, there's there's affordable housing, there's retail, there's all kinds of things, and oh yeah, by the way, over there there's a stadium. <laughs> Welch has said that he want that it will be uh, there will be a stadium in place, as opposed to Kreisman who was asking for developers to give him plans that included a stadium and not a stadium. Yeah, so. the, um, I, I guess that could be used for conventions and things like that. It would be uh, wise for them to turn it into something like the convention center in Tampa. I mean, they've got places for smaller conventions down near the water. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I sort of think of the development could turn it into something like uh, Midtown Tampa. Yes, yes. With businesses and restaurants and condos and things like that. That's a really cool area up there. Oh, yeah. Along Dale Mabry. Very much so. (laughs) (laughs) But I think think the stadium that you're going to see is going to be open air. Oh, yeah. Maybe a retractable roof, but very probably going to be open air. Well, you almost need a retractable roof because the baseball season is our rainy season. Yes, and it certainly is. I frankly think the um, they're going to end up in Tampa ultimately anyway. The Rays are. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that they're going to want to spend a lot of money on a baseball stadium when they don't 
have a team for the future. Yeah, there's been kind of a tug of war the last couple of years, and I think that uh, is going to increase as we get closer and closer to the end of the Rays' lease at Tropicana yeah, Field. For sure. Well, Reed Shepard will have more coming up here in nine minutes with the news. Thank you, Reed. All right, we'll see you, Jack. It's 721, and here's John Thomas in traffic. All the news wrapped up and delivered on air and on demand. This is the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. 725, and joining us now here in the studio is Sharon Gadbois, who is with the Small Business Association. And I understand that you are you all are going to be involved in a hurricane relief funding program, which is going to make a big difference for all of the many victims of Ian. Right, that's correct. And tell us about the funding program, how that's going to work. So the Small Business Administration's Office of Disaster Assistance mission is to help homeowners, renters, private nonprofit organizations and businesses of all sizes to prepare for, respond to, recover from, and mitigate against disasters of all types that's man-made or natural. And I'd like to, since we have a little bit of time together, just kind of give a couple examples of why someone might want to apply. Okay, and so we actually have low interest disaster loans to help people recover from Hurricane Ian. And a lot of times, like I was one of the first PIOs on the ground, like literally almost the day after. Mm. And so um, sometimes people are like gung ho and they want to get start their recovery process quick as possible. They're do it yourselfers. They go to the store, Home Depot, whatever. They gather their belongings. They start trying to uh, rebuild their home or maybe repair their roof, things like that. And so maybe they'll put it on a credit card. And so um, speaking to that, right, if you put things on a credit card, things come is because we're trying to put off the payment, the large payment. Maybe it's 5000 or 20000 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And when you're doing that, it comes due in 30 days, right? And so in 30 days, in 30 days, it comes due. Well, I got here on 930, 30 days ago. Well, I mean, that was like October 30th, and we're coming up. We've already passed another month, so two months have gone by. So if you don't make that payment after that first 30 days, guess what? You have a compounding interest, and your your $20,000 bill now gets a lot higher. Now, if you compare that with a low-interest disaster loan with the SBA, uh, it's 2.188%. Uh, or as low as 2.188% for homeowners and renters, as low as 3.04% for businesses, and as low as uh, 1.875 for nonprofits. So if you started your recovery process, put it on a credit card, uh, and then um, then uh, you wanted to pay yourself back, you could use a low-interest disaster loan from the Small Business Administration uh, to recover. Now, if you bought that 60-inch TV before the hurricane, no, that's not covered. Okay, so, uh, yeah, that's one example. So Enough, can, you, yeah. can you tell us where people can go to get some more information about, about if they want to apply for this or where they can go to get the help? Okay, so uh, they can call one 800 659 2955. Uh, you can also go to SBA, that's like samboyapple.gov slash disaster. Okay, great. Thank Let's you. Let's see. SBA.gov yes, slash disaster mm-hmm. and get the information on how you can get help. Certainly, things weren't as bad here as they were 
down south of here, but some people around Tampa Bay area suffered some losses too. But mm-hmm. this, mostly the um, southwest corner of uh, of Hillsborough County, like the South Shore area, was yeah. the primary area. But uh, winds did affect uh, all of Hillsborough County. Um, you know, Pinellas County they didn't have an actual like you know, water damage or anything like that, but they had a lot of wind damage and they also had uh, power outages throughout the county. So a lot of things like that did happen, which, you know, affects businesses in a lot of different ways. Well, Sharon Gadbois, mm, thanks thank for what you all are doing with the Small Business Association. And again, it's sba.gov slash disaster. Thank you, Sharon. You're welcome. It's 729 on AM Tampa Bay. Coverage you can count on each and every morning. This is the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. It's 738 here on uh, the Ryan Gorman Show. Keep wanting to say AM Tampa Bay, but that's now past us. Uh, And in just a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Rock Riley talk a little sports and we got plenty to talk about with a lightning in their win and of course the uh buccaneers trying to get back into shape and the possibility that uh tom brady could end up in new england again that this might be his last year as a buccaneer plus we want to find out from rock how the u.s is doing in the world cup because I'm not following that very well I think, either. I think they play the Netherlands tomorrow. Yeah, they tied, and they're into the 16, I think, the final 16, I think. But we'll find out from Rock, and that's coming up in just a few minutes. Um, and one other thing we'll talk about here at some point, and that is that Tampa City Council are studying the findings of a report from the police department. This report came in yesterday about a high concentration of sex offenders living in a one-block area of Nebraska Avenue in the city's VM Ebor neighborhood. That's up on Nebraska, and it's a residential area for the most part, but residents have been complaining about the increasing number of sex offenders moving into three large homes on Nebraska Avenue, and it's zoned as rooming houses. Uh, But police say there are now 100 sex offenders living in VM Ebor, 76 of them with distance restrictions. They can't get near schools, daycare centers, parks, and other places that children regularly congregate. I mean, I'm thinking that maybe we just need to set up a place where we put them all and then just let them all live there together, away from everybody else. Oh, yeah. I mean, that may not be the right thing to say, but... Well, this (laughs) isn't away from everybody, and that's what's causing concern there. But um, Hillsborough County passed its own ordinance in 2018 that effectively banned large numbers of sex offenders from living in one location. So we want to spread them all out all over the place? (laughs) I mean, there really is no good answer here. I I don't know what the deal is. It's crazy. Anyway, it's 7.40 and time to check in with John Thomas. 
Stream News Radio WFLA on the free iHeartRadio app. All day, every day. This is the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. And you're stuck with Wacky Jackie by Cracky at uh, 743 here. And joining us now is my old buddy Rock Riley that I haven't seen in a while. The host of the Rock Stops Here podcast and our sports expert and uh rock the um well first of all can you bring us up to speed on how the u.s is doing in the world cup championships going on now well all i can tell you is jack uh they're doing a lot better than i thought that they uh would have done going into this one it's been a long time man for team usa to just even get to this point jack well that's good we'll have to see if they can uh you know, any chance they could possibly win the thing? Yeah, I don't know about that, but just you got to take steps. I mean, the women had been in front of the men for a long time now. So, I mean, I think anything that they do, honestly, honestly, anything they do here is gravy. They're, they're, they're taking some steps, Jack. Yeah, for sure. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, of course, over there, that's called football. <laughs> so, where right. over here, it's called soccer. And what about Christian Pulisic? He's the star player from from the game against Iran. Is he going to be okay? Because he got hurt. Is he going to be able to play tomorrow? Yeah, he, he said he said he's going to be ready to go. Good. I know he was in the hospital, and they they took that picture, and he was had his thumbs up, and it didn't look like he was going to be able to play. But he said he's, he said he's going to do it. Good. Well, that's a good thing. There's a story out now that Tom Brady could end up in New England. Uh, in the off season, and what are the chances of that? I honestly, Jack, I I don't see that. And I know there was also talk about the Forty Niners uh, because you know that's where he grew up, and maybe he could finish his career if he wanted to play. There was still the Miami Dolphins thing, but now that Tua is doing so well in the Dolphins, I don't see that happening. I honestly don't. I'm there all the time. I was there yesterday. I don't know if he is going to come back for one more year. He's got like $350 million waiting for him for Fox for a 10-year deal. He is single now, so he's in the home by himself. Giselle isn't telling him that he has to stop playing. So I think that if he actually does come back for one more year, he does like the organization. He likes his teammates. He already has the system down. I couldn't see him, and especially going all the way back, I, I don't see that happening, Jack. Well, that's a good thing, good thing to hear. The uh, Buccaneers, meanwhile, haven't had the good year that we've expected, but they got uh, New Orleans going to be here Monday at Ray J, the Monday night game. Yeah, I mean, it's Monday night football, and for whatever reason, the Buccaneers just do not play good in the regular season against the Saints. I think since Brady has become a Buccaneer against the Saints in the regular season, he's one and four. He's got eight interceptions and seven touchdowns. Now he did beat him in a playoff game two years ago, going to the Super Bowl. But honestly, Jack, these are two bad teams. They're two bad teams. And Bowles told us yesterday, whoever makes the most, or the least mistakes, the least amount of turnovers is going to win this game. But the NFC South is so bad, so they're both in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Interestingly, that was the after the Buccaneers had gone zero and twenty six back in in the seventies. 
to start yeah. their uh, first ever seasons, the first team they beat was the Saints over in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, that was a great. Yeah, I know. So they had, yeah, they got they got the history, but you know, it's going to be a- Andy Dalton. It looks like not Jameis. Jameis is upset because he got injured. He was the starter. Dalton came in. They haven't been winning. But you know what? I was looking at it. It's really not Dalton's fault. They've been having a lot of mistakes and turnovers and penalties and drop passes. It's similar. It's almost similar to the Buccaneers, Jack. Yeah, for sure. Now we got the Lightning, who uh, came up with a big 4-1 to win over the Flyers uh, last night. And... Um, well, they're doing so-so here, but I'm sure they're going to improve before we get down to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, they, you know what? I was at Emily Arena for that clinching win when the Avalanche beat the Lightning. And when Stamkos came into the locker room, he was like, I'm sick to my stomach. Like, we're used to being on top. I know what it feels like across the way with the Avalanche now. And now they're, they're, they're the Kings. And the Avalanche look faster. You know, they looked a little bit slower, the Lightning, at that time. The Lightning still have so many stars. Great goaltender. You got your Stamkos. You got, you, you got the, uh, the, the other stars on the team. They're going to be okay. So we'll see when they get in the playoffs. We've got a long way to go, Jack. But I'm noticing they are getting better lately. They've been playing more consistent. It was a big night for Steven Stamkos last night, the 1,000 mark. So I think they're going to be okay. But do they have enough? Are they a little bit too old, you know, to take it all the way? We'll see. Yeah, for sure. Well, Rock, it's really great to talk to you again. I haven't seen you for quite a while. I've been reading about you and things like that. So keep up the great work. Right back at you, Jack. It's always a pleasure, man. Enjoy the weekend. Oh, you got that. Rock Riley, the host of the Rock Stops Here uh, podcast. And good to talk to him. That's a great opportunity there. Hey, coming up here, well, I think we're going to talk about the most popular Christmas songs. We are, yes, absolutely. Which I disagree with the list, but (laughs) but I think James has found some of them. Got a couple clips. (laughs) Anyway, that's straight ahead here at 7.50, and time to check in now with the Asphalt Jungle. Invite Ryan Gorman into your home. Just say, Alexa, listen to News Radio WFLA on iHeartRadio. Now back to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. It is seven fifty four on the show here, the Ryan Gorman Show. Ryan Gorman Show. <laughs> Ryan's back on Tuesday, by the way. Yeah, we had a uh, somebody stopped by and brought some nice things here. Yeah, he brought you a really nice Christmas gift. Ron, Ron, <laughs> Ron, Ron, and a Vietnam vet. Yes, he is. Uh, but it was nice to uh, see him, get a picture with him. Hey, we got the 10 best Christmas songs of all time, supposedly. Yeah, I always wonder when they put these top 10 lists together, like, according to who? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good list. I feel like these are popular Christmas songs. So, And there's several I've never even heard of, although you have. Uh, but 
at the top of the list, I don't know if this is done numerically or not, just pick 10 out or something, but Random. Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. I've never heard of this, but apparently Dana has. Yeah, Dana's heard of it. This is a big, well, I actually work weekends on our sister station, Mix 100.7, and we've got Christmas music right now, so I know all the Christmas songs. But I've never heard this. Really? I haven't either, I don't think. Too happy sounding. I want to say it came out in the 80s. It's definitely got that 80s sound to it. Oh, it does that. Uh, let's see what Christmas means to me. Stevie Wonder. Candles burning low. Lots of mistletoe. Lots of snow and ice. I don't think I've heard that one either. Oh, really? A Stevie Wonder? Oh, I love I'm that one. A, I mean, Classic. I'm a Stevie Wonder fan, but. And how about this one? Now, she's the one that won a talent. She uh, was the first person to ever win American Idol. Yeah. yeah, American Idol. All I want for Christmas is you. Stockings and bars, cause all I want for Christmas Kelly Clarkson. Yep, Kelly Clarkson. And then uh, this one I'm very familiar with, Andy Williams' Most Wonderful Time of the Year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, of course, everybody knows that one. Yeah. Hear this while shopping all the time. I hear that every day on a car radio. <laughs> and, of course, I also hear every day on a car radio, White Christmas, Bing Crosby. of a it's like a warm feeling in my heart. Yeah. That goes back to the great movie, Holiday Inn, and then followed by White Christmas, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. This group I love. I'm not familiar with the song. Christmas Eve, Sarajevo, 1224. But the group is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. My son used to love them. Yeah, and we actually have a channel on the iHeartRadio app that's all Trans-Siberian Orchestra, if oh, people really? are into them. Yes, nice. absolutely, on the free app. Well, that's a good thing. And then All I Want for Christmas is You, Mariah Carey. And This is like the biggest Christmas song right now. I yeah, think. I feel like in you know for modern times, for this generation, it's the most yeah. popular one. Definitely. Yeah, I like Mariah Carey's work. And this is one I hear a lot, the uh, Christmas song, Nat King Cole. That's, again, an oldie. Uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Very popular Christmas oh, song. Yeah. And there's there's so many different versions of it, too. Taylor Swift has a version of it, and the Glee cast did a version of it. So everybody's got a version of it. And Christmas time is here, the Vince Guaraldi trio. And I think, again, that's Charlie Brown. Yes, Charlie Brown Christmas, which actually is not going to be on network television this year because Apple TV purchased the rights to it. So you can go to our blog, um, amchampbay.com, and see how you can watch the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. We'll have a watch party at Dana's house. You, know, you want to know what's cool for watching Christmas movies at my house? Can I just tell you this real quick? Sure. So 
we bought a projector and our neighbor that lives behind us, we're good friends with them. And so we can project the movies onto the side of their house and sit in our lanai and watch Christmas movies. And we've done it. Yeah. So we have Christmas movie viewing parties on weekends. What a great way to celebrate it. (laughs) It's 7.59 on uh, the Ryan Ryan Gorman Show. show. Got to get it right. This is the talk of Tampa Bay. Welcome to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Well, unfortunately, you're stuck with Jack Harris as Ryan's taking a little time off now. But you can certainly join us with uh, Dana and James here this morning at 800 969 9352. We would like to hear from you. If there's something you would like to talk about, I had something here I wanted to talk about, but uh, we already talked about the sex offenders. I can't believe there are that many sex offenders concentrated in one little area. Yeah, a hundred of them. Yeah, and VM Ebor, and I mean, that's a nice little neighborhood there. Put them on an island, pervert island. Yeah. How's that? Pervert, that's a good thing. Pervert pervert island. Island. I mean, I think we already have a pervert island. It's just <laughs> yeah. called Epstein Island. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's unbelievable. Um, we were talking about this earlier that Generation Z parents, that would be the young parents. Yeah, parents in their 20s, born uh, the late 90s to the 2010s, although I don't think people born in the 2010s have children yet. They would be 12 years old. But but more the late 90s, the parents that are in their their 20s. Yeah, uh, are refusing to allow their children to believe in Santa Claus because they would be traumatized if they found out the truth about santa claus i just yeah i don't get it i feel like there's so many other things that traumatize children and santa claus is fun this world has gotten way too pc i know ain't that the way truth. too sensitive come on we all know santa claus is real can't wait for my presence I would be more traumatized if I, you know, grew up and then realized that I had been robbed of the magic of Christmas yeah. as a child, you know? And here's a three-year-old, I mean, a story here. One person making a video with tens of thousands of views that she told her three-year-old that Santa's fake, all this oh, stuff like t- that. Talk wow. about traumatizing. <laughs> I feel Good like Lord. most kids get to a point where, you know, my son is 10, he believes most kids get to a point, though, where around that age, they start to kind of question the logistics of what Santa does and all that. And then I feel like at that point, they're like, oh, OK, well, this has been fun. And then they get into the magic of Christmas by helping, you know, mom and dad yeah. be Santa. Yeah, it's just uh, I mean, I don't understand them not doing it, but they don't want the kids thinking that they have to behave a certain way. Quoting here now. And that they were more naughty or nice. Think about that three-year-old in school. They're going to get into fights with their friends now. Like, oh, Santa's fake. No, they're oh, not. No. Yeah. yeah, you're right about that. You talk about getting traumatized. <laughs> yeah. That's, Unbelievable. That's crazy. And I do, I actually, as a parent, like, you know, having that month or six weeks before Christmas where you can say, Santa's watching you. You better behave. Go brush yeah. your teeth. Kid I control. better not have to tell you, you again. better watch out. Clean better your not room. cry. Better <laughs> not pout. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. 
Down. How come that wasn't on the list of the top ten Christmas songs? It should songs? have been on there. Yes, it should have. And you have a great voice, Jack. I didn't know wow. that. <laughs> Karaoke time with Jack. I like it. New segment. It's 8-10, and let's turn things over to John Thomas now. He's Going beyond the headlines every morning, this is the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. It is 8 14. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, give us a call at 800 969 9352. By the way, one other thing I didn't talk to uh, Rock Riley about earlier, but the college football playoffs, it was announced yesterday they're going to expand to a 12 team event beginning in 2024. Um, and they say this completes an 18-month process that was fraught with delays and disagreements, but it came a day after the Rose Bowl agreed to amend its contract for the 24 and 25 seasons, which was the last hurdle that officials needed to triple the size of what is now a four-team format. But anyway, uh, we'll have to talk about that at some point. Right now, we've got Jim Ryan joining us about something that could impact an awful lot of people, and that is the possibility of a four-day work week. Jim Ryan of ABC News, thanks for joining us here this morning. And I've been hearing about that, that a lot of people are calling for a four-day work week. What are the chances that that's going to become routine as opposed to the five-day work week well i think it all depends jack on what happens with experiments like the one they're running now this is all something that the four-day work week global which is a nonprofit organization came up with a few years ago and it's been trying it out in kind of a small scale uh, one test has just wrapped up one trial of this six-month trial involving 33 companies and 903 workers they put those workers on four-day 10-hour day work weeks readjusted their schedules so that all the shifts were covered and let them go for, for six months. Uh, now the same group, 4-Day Workweek uh, Global, says that none of the companies that have participated in this plan on going back. They like the 4-Day Workweek because presumably the workers do as well. And in fact, 97% of the employees who answered the survey about this say, yeah, I like uh, working four days a week. Uh, obviously, the great part about a four-day work week, Jack, is that you've got a three-day weekend, and workers seem to like that. Yeah. Is there any particular day? I mean, normally now, people are off on Friday and Saturday. Would they be off on Thursday or Monday or what? I mean, Friday or Monday or which? It depends on the company. It depends upon how how late they're open. Let's say that it's a 24-hour operation, then Clearly, the schedules would have to be adjusted to make sure people are on the clock overnight as well. So it's completely flexible as to what the company wants to do. And if it runs seven days a week, then sure, some of the folks would have to work Sunday through Wednesday. Others would work Thursday through Sunday. You know, so this, uh, the flexibility would have to come in how the schedule or, or how the company actually operates the kind of hours that it runs. Now, are most people still doing, you know, are a lot of these companies the typical nine to five workday companies where they've had, you know, four, eight hour or five, eight hour days and now they're shifting to four, 10 hour days? Or how is that working as far as the hours? 
Well, yeah, that's what that's generally what they've done is to uh, instead of working the five eight hour days, they work four ten hour days. It adds up to forty hours. The pay was kept the same. The expectations, the the uh, the standards and benchmarks for productivity were kept the same. And in fact, a lot of these companies say that the productivity employees actually went up. Uh, workers felt more rested. They were getting their three day weekend. They came back all charged up and ready to go. Here's the other thing, Dana. The average revenue at these companies that took part in this six-month trial, average revenue went up 38%. That's staggering, 38% compared to the same period of a year earlier. Now, was it a coincidence that it happened uh, after the implementation of the four-day work week? Hard to say, but a lot of these companies say they don't want to risk it. They're going to stick with four days a week. That sounds like a really good plan. I like it. And it's interesting because I think about if that were to be the case, how would that affect a business like ours where we do a morning show five days a week because it's normal business hours when business people get up. But if we shift to that, are are Jack and I going to be able to get a four-day work week too? (laughs) I don't think it's going to work that way. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, it's kind of a different animal. It's like, you know, it's it's almost like firefighter hours. You know, you're on when you're on, you're off when you're off. But... Uh, I, I just think that it's not really conducive to our industry, but it's very conducive to, say, a, a factory that runs on three shifts a day, 24 hours a day. It works well in that kind of a setting. This is a, there's another experiment, another trial of this going on right now, larger even than the one before, Dana. This would involve 70 companies, 3,300 workers, primarily in the U.K. And they, that six-month trial has just ended. We'll find out in February what the results of it were. Yeah, I'm from southern West Virginia where we got all the coal mines. I'm thinking, I'm wondering if they're going to be pushing for a uh, four-day work week. <laughs> but also, the 10-hour day is a little tough down in the coal mine. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that Obviously, there are safety concerns, health concerns to come with a, an industry like that. Uh, but, you know, there, there may be a way to work it out. But, uh yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a specialized sort of thing. Offices, I think, are are the ones where this works the best. Coal mines, maybe, maybe not. Radio stations, probably not. Yeah, not much of a chance of us getting a yeah. four day week. It's worth but, a shot to ask, and not much chance for you either, <laughs> Ryan, with ABC News. But Jim Ryan, thank you for joining us, and we'll be talking to you later. Have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. It's 8.20, and John Thomas, another day of the week and another traffic jam out there, I'm sure. What's going on, John? Give us a like on Facebook. Ryan Gorman Show. Now more of the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. It's 8.24, and, um, well, you had a an encounter with a, a monster lizard what, in your yard, I guess. Yes. So this actually happened a couple of months ago, but it I, I thought about it because there's a new story about a Cape Coral resident who now has Nile Monitor lizards that have taken over his backyard. And he said, you know, this is something out of nightmares that these Nile Monitor lizards have, you know, taken over his yard. And so it made me think, well, we had a huge lizard run through our yard a couple of months ago. And I was sitting out back on my lanai, kids playing in the yard, and all of a sudden, my dog starts going crazy. And I look to see what my dog's looking at, and there is a huge, it must have been three, three and a half feet long, a huge lizard. Dinosaur. Yeah, 
I I thought it was an alligator. I didn't know what it was. It just it just went and ran through my yard, and then the kids start chasing after it, and I was like, "You don't chase it! Like I don't know if it's gonna bite you." Um, so then, of course, I posted in our neighborhood page, "Hey, has anybody seen a giant lizard running around the neighborhood?" And then people started sharing, you know, posting in the comments pictures of it that they had seen it too. So I have one of those pictures up on the uh, the amchampabay.com blog if you want to see this thing. But then once I had a picture of it, I could try to identify it. And I Googled, you know, lizards in Florida and figured out that it's an Argentinian tegu lizard. Argentinian. Yes. How do you get up here? Well, you know what happens. People want to have these exotic pets and they, you know, they bring these pets in from other countries and then they decide, oh, this is a lot. Can't take care of it. And they dump them and then they, you know, (laughs) they have babies. The only one I like is the green iguana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gr- yeah, the iguanas are pretty cool, but even well, those- the green iguana, mm-hmm. which is a bar and oh. restaurant. <laughs> okay, uh, and if you've seen it on uh, West Shore, they got a huge <laughs> lizard on top oh, of that. Yes, yes, yes. I've been iguana. down West Shore in a while, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. So anyway, this you know this lizard was massive, and actually, it was it continued to kind of terrorize us because a few days later, uh, when I came home, I I saw it again, and then my husband actually chased it down and hit it with a rake, and <laughs> didn't kill it, but I think eventually it must have died from internal injuries or something because it ran off into the woods, and we haven't seen it since. Oh, you're going to hear from Peta now. <laughs> yeah, well, they're invasive though. I did call Florida Wildlife to find out. You know, are you guys going to come get this? thing is it going to hurt us and they said there's actually so many of them in the area that they don't come out and trap them or anything but that it's invasive and you can kill it so we took care of it oh brother by the way there are some other good things on the blog here amchampabay.com a 10 year old florida girl said i fought a shark and won she did i'd rather fight one of those lizards than i would a shark (laughs) yeah i think so uh but anyway you can see the video on that and a uh, fantastic helicopter view of mauna loa volcano when it's erupting that's from above it from Mm -hmm. the helicopter and some other good things let me see what we got here uh how to watch a charlie brown christmas for free this year yes not on regular TV. You've got to find the special way to watch it. Got to check this one out. A dramatic groom is carried down the aisle in a coffin. <laughs> I guess he felt dead inside until he met his bride. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> but he was alive. Oh, yeah, he was alive. He just wanted to be carried down the aisle in a coffin, and then he popped out and uh, and got married. Got married. Genius. And then a seagull eating out of a woman's mouth. Yeah, really creepy. Really creepy. I mean, you know seagulls are pretty brave, though. If you go to the beach and you've got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, they'll come right up and eat it. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, right out of her mouth, it lands on her face. So creepy. Plus, well, it's raw chicken. That's what it looks like. That's gross. I don't know exactly what she was eating, but maybe somebody can watch the video and identify exactly what it was. But it looks like she's eating raw chicken. Salmonella. Like, well, coated in onions. Better to share a meal with him than become his bathroom. <laughs> True, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, we got more coming up here. We're going to check out the news. Uh, Sharon Wynn is going to be joining us, Tampa Bay Times reporter, about weekend events because we've got more and more going on as we are into the holiday season. 828 on the Ryan Gorman Show. 
follow us on Instagram at Ryan Gorman Show. This is the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. It is 837. And if you want to get on board here, you got about 25 minutes to join us at 800 969 9352. We're going to be joined by Sharon Wynn in just a few minutes from the Tampa Bay Times to talk about some of the things going on this weekend. And I'm just looking down through here, and this is going to be a very, very busy um, weekend as we get close to the holidays or to Christmas. Herb Alpert. Um, is he going to be here? He performs with his wife. Yeah, Saturday, they're going to be at the Capitol Theater in Clearwater. Wow, yeah, I mean, there's quite a long list of things coming. So she's also going to talk some more about Enchant Christmas uh, at Tropicana Field, and I'm going tomorrow night with uh, with some friends, so I'm really excited to go check that out. I love Herb Alpert music. I, I mean, I've loved that for years. He's got to be getting a little elderly. Oh, well, maybe, maybe along you need with to, me. Maybe you need to take joy and go see him. <laughs> Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. I think that was the name. <laughs> but anyway, she'll be coming along here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, one other thing we didn't get a chance to talk about, but Presidents Joe Biden and Emmanuel Macron. Um, celebrating the long-standing U.S.-French relationship. But they say these are friends with differences because the French leader is using his visit to Washington to, to sharply criticize the aspects of his allies' signature climate law as a bad deal for Europe. And hundreds of people gathered out there for a big celebration on the white house lawn 21 guns salute and review of troops and things like that and ushers distributed small french and american flags to the guests who gathered to watch the state visit and they paid tribute to the long alliance we've had but macron made it clear that he and other european leaders are concerned about the incentives in a new climate-related law that favors American-made climate technology, including electric vehicles. I'd like to ask, Macron, do you think man can change the climate? Are you one of those idiots that believe that? And apparently those idiots are running the stinking government now. Can't believe it, and it's going to cost Americans. But nevertheless... It's happening in D.C. It's 8.40 and time to check in with John Thomas and see how all those electric cars are doing out there. About to head into the office? Stream News Radio WFLA on the free iHeartRadio app. Now, back to the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. And you're stuck with Harris here. It's 8.44, and we have Sharon Wynn joining us right now, the Tampa Bay Times reporter. And you've got something going on. First of all, let me, uh, Sharon, before we put you on with this. Uh, yes. I, 
I wanted to share this one because I think it's just so hilarious. There is a golf <laughs> a golf cart parade in Apollo Beach tomorrow, and uh, this is actually sponsored by the golf cart company Icon IV. So that starts at five thirty tomorrow evening. And if you want to be in this golf cart parade, you can bring your golf cart, be in the parade, or be a spectator. And that will start at the Salty Shamrock in Apollo Beach. Have you have you ever heard of a golf cart parade, <laughs> Sharon? Yes, actually, Dunedin actually has them a lot too. Uh, the Apollo Beach area, which is also near Sun City Center, the, I, they actually, the public there has golf cart parking spaces. There's so many golf carts in that area. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I actually live pretty close to that area. I'm in, you know, the south part of Riverview. So we, I go to the Salty Shamrock all the time. So Is that a bar? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a oh. really fun bar. Yep. I like that. I wonder yeah, if we've been there, if Joy and I have been there. Carts. It's really adorable. Sounds like a lot of fun. So what else is going on, Sharon? Well, hi, guys. Um, well, one of the things I last night I checked out, Enchant Christmas is over at Tropicana Field. Yes, I'm going tomorrow. There is a 100-foot beautifully lit uh, white Christmas tree where uh, I think um, Pitcher's Mound used to be. Uh, it's The whole ball field has been transformed. Four million lights. It's really gorgeous. Mm. There's this one they call the Dandelion, so it sounds like it's this huge dome. Of lights you can walk through, and you kind of they make it like a maze. You got to walk through, and you you, you, know, you try to find these different stars they've set up. Um, and you have a little passport stamp. It's really cute. The thing I was looking for was it's it's kind of pricey. It's thirty thirty five dollars depending on the night you go. Um, I found a few ways to save some money on that. It's also fifteen dollars to park. So I had some, suge- oh. some suggestions. Like there are certain nights if you go with the last two hours of the night, it's only twenty five dollars. And instead of paying to park, you could park in the neighborhood, or it's a free trolley in downtown St. Pete. You can take the Sunrunner or the or the downtown Looper and park somewhere else and you know walk over. So that's one of my suggestions. But it really is a it's it's, it's astonishing. The best thing, best tip I would tell people to is to go on the second level, take the take the escalator up to the second level of the concourse and look down over it. It's just breathtakingly beautiful. Good to know because I'm going to go tomorrow night and check that out in Chan Christmas. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I've been to that. If they've had that in the past, I think I was there when uh, Chris was governor and he was yeah, there, a part about of the it. Year of it, I believe. Yeah, they had, they had to they canceled it one year during COVID, and I believe they had it last year. But um, so now they're back in full swing. So what else is going on? Oh, there's a lot going on. Um, well. The World Cup watch party uh, this weekend uh, has moved to Janus Live. It used to be they had they have been doing them at, at Williams Park. The big game Saturday starts at, at 10 a.m. our time, and uh, so for 10 bucks they're having a huge screen set up, and you can you can watch among the fans as you watch the uh, the U.S. take on oh gosh it's the Dutch I believe right the Netherlands uh, yeah. on Saturday <laughs> and there's a the boat parades happening Holland. too. <laughs> Yes. I think this is an Oso-Florida thing, a boat parade. Holiday-lighted boat parades. There's a ton of them. This weekend alone, there are three. There's one in Tarpon Springs at 7.30 Friday uh, out of Craig Park. Um, Dunedin has one um, at Edgewater Park on Saturday. And the Cody River Christmas Boat Parade is out of Newport Ritchie in, um, uh, Port Ritchie in, in Sims Park. And it, it's just a, such a Florida thing, you know, decorate your boats and go on parade. <laughs> The other thing I think is on So Florida is there's going to be snow in Clearwater. They call it the Miracle on Cleveland Street. Um, oh, yeah. Clearwater. Yeah, they have, uh, they have strolling carols and uh, falling snow and things for kids to play in. It's uh, kind of near where the Capitol Theater is. Uh, it's on Sunday, and it's free. It's from 2 to, two to 6 on Sunday. I love uh, there There's someplace else where they've got snow and you can... Sn- oh, that's the... Uh, 
Slide Snow Cat Ridge. Snow Cat Ridge, up Alpine Snow Park. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah, up in Dade City. It's so funny. People up north are freezing and we're paying to go play in snow. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all are probably all too young to remember the blizzard of 77 we had here. Oh, I do. That was my one and only snow day as a kid. Yep. The whole tenth of an inch. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and there's some shows this weekend, too. Tell us about those. Oh, yeah. Well, Paula Poundstone, really great comedian. She's a Friday at, at Capitol Theater, which we just mentioned. She's also on the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me radio show, which I think she's just really funny at. And uh, I heard you mention earlier, Herb Albert is coming. Um, he Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee and, of course, the trumpeter with the Tijuana Brass. Um, his uh, his wife, Lanny Hall, is also going to be performing with him. That's going to be Saturday, also at Capitol Theater. they got quite a lineup this year. Um, and uh, actually, I just saw this last night. Um, Hades Town, it's uh, as part of the Strath Center's Broadway series. Uh, is is it, it won eight Tony Awards and a Grammy Award? Terrific performances. Um, it kind of has a, a a New Orleans kind of vibe to it, and the singers, and it's, and it's set in the you know the Greek myths of Orpheus, and uh, you know it, it uh, has King Hades and his wife Persephone. It's, it's hard to explain, but it, it was wonderful music. It was really great. It's going to be running through Sunday at the Straz Center in Tampa there. One other one i got to bring up here because I'm kind of a bluegrass fan, and we've got a bluegrass festival going on uh, near Dunedin and Honeymoon Island. Yeah, doesn't this, this sound like a lot like fun? The Honeymoon Island Bluegrass Festival. Six hours of all different kinds of bluegrass music. Um Cody Norris show, the Amanda Cook Band, Born Lonesome. There's also going to be food vendors out there. There's a children's area. There's trolley rides to and from the parking lots there off uh, Honeymoon Island State Park. It's fifteen to eighteen dollars, which is actually a pretty reasonable price considering how much how much entertainment you're getting. In, uh, in eleven and younger are free. And that's eleven to five on Saturday. Yeah, one other thing. Apparently, you're involved in, and that's the naming of the flamingo. <laughs> at the... I think this is hilarious. I, have you seen the flamingo at the airport? I love this thing. Oh, I know. It's incredible. Cool. I mean, you can only see part of it because it goes all the way through the roof. Yeah, exactly. It arrived this summer, and they're, they're, it's like, I think uh, it's going to be in everybody's vacation pictures. Automatic selfie when you walk into the airport. you got to get a picture with the, oh, with yeah. the flamingo. Definitely. And they're, they're doing... They're doing a contest to name it, and the prize is four round-trip airline tickets and four uh, VIP tickets to um, Bush Gardens with a dining pass and a head-of-line pass. It's like a pretty good prize if you if you come up with the right name. Yeah, huge. I've been, I've been, uh, I hear Pinky is one throwing about, about a lot. That was the name of that flamingo that died at Bush Gardens a few years ago. Remember when that idiot went in there and, and uh, grabbed the flamingo out of thing? It was named Pinky. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, idea as a name. Another one I heard was Tia, T-I-A, which is kind of cute. But oh, that's a I, good I, I one. I have a feeling the well, airport actually goes by T-P-A, so they might not take, take that one. <laughs> yes, somebody suggested to us uh, Tom Birdie. Little tribute to Tom Brady. Tom Birdie, that's good. Tom Birdie, I love that. And then uh, Flora Bird or something. Somebody else. Oh yeah. Sent me a good one. Flora Bird, I think it was. But I also heard Bingo, Bingo the Flamingo. That would kind of be a, a ode to our, our bingo players in the area. That could be kind of fun. Well, anyway, Sharon, it's great having you on board here now, and uh, you can follow you her too. on Twitter at Sharon K W N. At Sharon KWN and yep, and TampaBay.com has all of our events on there as well. You guys have yeah. a good weekend. 
You too, Sharon. You have Thank a you. super one too, Sharon, and we'll read about it in the paper. Okay, take care. All right, it's 8.42. Time to check in now with John Thomas and traffic. Give us a like on Facebook. Search News Radio WFLA. This is the Ryan Gorman Show on News Radio WFLA. Streaming live 24 7 on iHeartRadio and Alexa. It is 8.55. I think I called it 8.42 earlier. Uh, it's 50. It was 52. Now it's 55. Time's just flying here this morning. Um, by the way, um, we're allowing people to mouth off about uh, recreational marijuana, and it's there's a good chance that it's going to be on Florida ballots in 2024, and we've had a Twitter poll, I think, and a few other things, right? Yes, well, we're just all over social media, so you can vote on our Twitter, which is WFLA News, and in that poll, it was about 70-30. 70% say yes, it should be legalized, uh, 30% say no, and it was very similar similar results on our Instagram story, also at WFLA News, um, and then on Facebook, I didn't count up the comments and do the math, but I would say that it's about um, equal, but we have one person uh, who said it's a slippery slope and doesn't agree with the uh, marijuana becoming legal. So we're about two-thirds yes and about one-third saying no. Yeah, I think ultimately, I mean, way down the road, I think it's going to be federally okayed right now. They're doing the right thing. They're allowing the states to decide, and several states, I don't have a list of them, but have gone with marijuana. Recreational marijuana Mm -hmm. is now legal in certain states and um that's why colorado is so happy like we had that on the list yesterday happiest state yeah and and massachusetts it's legal now too yeah so when we go up there for vacation uh oh boy you can (laughs) snort some stuff (laughs) no snorting no snorting there's no snorting of it i mean you can eat it you can you can smoke it yes smoke it yeah there's no snorting yeah that's the way please what what little i did many years ago was smoking it yes but nevertheless, uh, it will probably be on the ballots in 2024, and it'll probably pass. But again, we'll be joining states, uh, several states around the union. And um, again, I think eventually it's going to be legal everywhere. The Even if you're not in favor of it, the one good thing is it can be taxed. Yes. And that's going to ease tax burdens on other things just a little bit it's a big money maker yeah so people that snort are going to be paying for it (laughs) (laughs) but anyway have yourself a bully weekend we'll see you monday monday for sure on uh am tampa bay and the ryan gorman show and all of the other stuff you're stuck with me again monday morning we'll see you then (laughs) tax day is coming oh no But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.